Peace be with you. Hi, this is Father Roland, and aloha from St. Anthony Parish in Maui. I'd like to uh, reflect uh, today on this Sunday's readings, the first reading, which is from the first book of Kings, and uh, it parallels somewhat uh, the gospel. If you really notice that uh, one of the aspects of being a disciple of Christ is to be aware of the presence of God no, in our lives. Huh? And so today we have the incident where God spoke to Elijah the prophet on the mountainside in a very tiny whispering voice as compared to in the gospel where Jesus is present, you know, in the chaos of the uh, storms and the disciples thought he was a ghost. Huh? So one of the things we like to reflect is uh, God's living uh, presence in our midst. Both uh, Elijah in the first reading from First Kings and Peter in the gospel of Matthew uh, encountered the Lord in very unusual ways in today's uh, readings. Elijah expected the Lord to come in the wind, in an earthquake, or with fire, but instead it was a tiny whispering sound or voice. And the Lord appeared in the gospel when the disciples were in the boat, and they thought Jesus was a ghost during a storm, and Peter there to walk across the raging and windy seas. It tells us, you know, how do we encounter the Lord? So today's readings invite us uh, to be attentive, to recognize the presence of God around us. And sometimes we'll find God in the midst of the storminess of life. Maybe at other times uh, we'll discover God during moments of serenity and tranquility. So as we go to the day, as we go to the week, uh, the key is to uh, recognize Jesus' uh, presence in our midst. Last month, on July 31st, was the Feast of St. Ignatius. And St. Ignatius says, Consider that God is present in all creation, creatures and in yourself. If you look at the visible creation, you will meet God. So Ignatius was very conscious of God's presence in the world. And another mystic, Machtel of Mendingberg, says, The day of my spiritual awakening was the day I saw and knew I saw all things in God and God in all things. So as we carry on during the day, our call is to recognize the Lord's presence in our midst. So let's go back to the prophet Elijah. Elijah was very colorful and very fiery prophet compared to Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel. And he uh, lived during the time when he challenged 450 priests and prophets who were proclaiming worship to foreign gods. And Elijah challenged the king Ahaz and Jezebel that they weren't faithful to the covenant. They were worshiping uh, false gods. And so they had a contest where each would have an altar with an offering on it and Elijah says, if your God is the real God, then call on your God and he will consume with fire your sacrifice. So the 450 priests call on their God, but nothing happened. And Elijah is teasing them. He says, call louder. Maybe uh, he's uh, taking a vacation or he's asleep, you know, and nothing happened. And after a day, nothing happened. 
after they were chanting. So Elijah's turn, he, uh, he got an animal, put it on the altar, and he poured about three times of water on it to make sure it was really soaked. And then he called on God, God of Israel. He says, the Lord, God, your people have turned away from you. Show your power and your glory by consuming this altar of sacrifice. And boom, <laughs> okay. the, a fire came down and just demolished the uh, animal that's on the altar. And the people, because of this phenomenon, believe in the loving God of Israel. Huh? And it was a turning point. Huh? It was a turning point for the Israelites at that time to recognize that God is the God of the universe. The Lord God is king of the universe. So after this incident, however, Elisha, uh, Elisha rather, slit the throats of the 450 prophets or priests. And King Ahaz and Queen Jezebel had an army pursuing the prophet Elisha. So he's running for his life, you know. And so the story picks up on Mount Horeb where God tells the prophet to wait for his presence. So Elijah waited, and there was a strong wind. But God wasn't in the wind. There was an earthquake, and God wasn't in the earthquake. And there was fire, and God wasn't in the fire. And then there was a tiny whispering voice and Elijah took his cloak and covered his face because he was aware of the presence of God. Now, this is very striking. Huh? A lot of times and when I hear homilies people regard to this incident says you know God speaks in the silence of our hearts in the calmness of our hearts and even Mother Teresa says you know God speaks in the silence of our hearts when we are interiorly quiet and there's serenity in our lives. Huh? But we know also, like from the gospel, that Jesus comes also in the storms of our life as he was walking on the sea during the storm. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me walk on the water. So Peter goes, but because of the wind and the storm, he loses sight of Jesus and began to sink. Okay? And the Lord grabbed him. Huh? He saved him. So in our lives, sometimes we can recognize God in all of creation or in the storms of our life. You know? But I think what was most significant in this story is that God revealed himself to the prophet Elijah in the silence and calmness and quietness of Elijah's life. Because Elijah recognized God, you know, uh, the God of well, transcendent, the God of power, the God of violence, you know. And yet, Ezekiel needed to hear God's voice in the silence of our hearts. That God is not only all-powerful, all-present and everywhere, but God is a merciful and loving God. So Elijah recognized the Lord's voice. And after that, you know, God asked Elijah to anoint the next king and to anoint Elisha, his uh, successor. You know? And Elisha took over the role of Elijah. Now, if you recall, uh, Elijah was one of the persons presented on Mount Tabor when Jesus was transfigured. Huh? It was Moses and Elijah. Moses representing the law 
and Elijah representing the prophets. And the boots were speaking about Jesus on his upcoming death, uh, his crucifixion, and eventually resurrection. So the prophet Elijah, for the Jewish people, was a tremendous sign of the coming of the Messiah. Even today, many Jews believe that at the end of time, at the end of the world, the prophet Elijah will come in a fiery chariot as he left for heaven when he left the earth up to heaven. And a lot of people believe that, you know, the Jewish people, that Elijah will be the first of signs at the end of time. So what does it mean for each one of us? Well, I think for each one of us, it really means that we too, as disciples of Christ, are called to be living signs of our God, that we, as disciples, God speaks to us, and to be aware of God's presence, whether it's in nature or through people, that God comes to us, but most especially to be aware of the loving and dynamic presence of Christ, of our loving God. As the Jewish people would say in their prayer, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. Blessed are you. And so we bless our loving God for this gift of the Eucharist. When Jesus comes during the liturgy of the Word and in the liturgy of the Eucharist, under the species of bread and wine, which becomes his body and blood. And when we receive his body and blood, we too are transformed as beloved disciples of our God. So have a great day and enjoy this week. And as we say again, Maui Nokooi, Maui the best. And I wish you the best uh, during this week as we uh, walk this journey of faith and this journey in our loving God.